Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, my fellow sovereigns, and welcome back to another episode of The Princess and the Bee. I am so excited to be here with you. This is a quite a spontaneous episode, given that I am in the middle of uploading all of our revamped, retooled Communication Queens trainings to our uh, membership site for our Communication Queens. And if you want to learn how to profit from guest podcasting, then definitely get your booty on the Communication Queens wait list because it is opening up for enrollment again. And I am very, very excited. The results my Communication Queens have gotten, they've already started getting booked on podcasts within the first two to three weeks of becoming of a Communication Queen, of joining. So the results are awesome. And it's the the program and the strategy they they all have said they attribute those bookings to directly what I have taught inside of Communication Queens. And so what the the new videos that we've been adding to the membership site and the training videos, the swipe files, the strategies, they are epic and I am so excited. So I figured why not see just how much my computer, my brand new computer MacBook Pro can handle in the midst of uploading multiple videos to Kajabi, which is where we host our membership site um, uh, for Communication Queens and for Crown Yourself, all all our courses, while uploading all these modules, let's see how much my computer can take and open up another browser and record a podcast. Because this has been a podcast that's been on my mind and on my heart so much because I don't know about you, but as a high achiever, I am exceptional at being hard on myself. Like I have, like I should win an award at being hard on myself. Even my husband is like, I have never met anyone who is as hard on themselves. And I don't think that there's anything wrong with being hard on yourself when it has to do with having high expectations for your standards of performance. I do think that there is a challenge when it comes to being hard on yourself, when you're being hard on yourself because you are not, quote unquote, where you should be or should have achieved or should, 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 and then you're just shooting yourself and you're shooting all over yourself. And no one likes to clean off the shoulds off of themselves, do we? But that's when being hard on yourself is is that is to a detriment. When you are hard on yourself in a way that you're challenging yourself to rise into a higher level where you have a higher expectation for the standards of how you desire life to be, um, that does not necessarily mean you're being hard. That just means you maybe have high standards. 
versus being hard on yourself where you're beating yourself up because of identity beliefs of unworthiness or not deserving or the belief of being fundamentally or irredeemably irredeemably flawed, um, which is one of the beliefs that uh, Gay Hendricks talks about in his book, The Big Leap. It's one of the top four big leaps that, big leaps that stops us from achieving our maximum potential. Uh, that is definitely one that I have resonated with in the past and that I constantly have to challenge myself on. So when I get into a state of doubting myself, of feeling less than worthy, of feeling like I am shooting myself on things that I should have achieved or should be by now, blah, 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 all those should stories that are really shoody, shoody stories. There is a difference between being hard on yourself and giving yourself the grace and permission to to move on. What happens is, is when you're hard on yourself from the state of beating yourself up because of an identity and a should, that is A, that's, that's our egos trying to keep us small, keep us safe, keep us exactly where we are in the familiar, even if the familiar is uncomfortable and we don't like it or uncomfortable in a familiar belief of self-loathing or a familiar belief of not being good enough. Those are all familiar beliefs if if anytime you're going up into a next level. So for me, in, at, when I'm in those spaces where I'm recognizing that I'm being hard on myself, not from a state of challenging myself to rise into a higher uh, and greater identity, but it, from the state of the shoulds, that is when I choose to give myself grace because you are training life to treat you in a certain way. Yes, you are training life. You are training your external experience of the world to treat you in a certain way. And if you are of the belief system or if you're starting to catch yourself operating in a belief system of I have to be hard on myself or I'm being hard on myself because I am not where I think I should be, because blah, 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 reason, 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 limiting belief, limiting belief, limiting belief, the universe isn't going to override your free will. That is a decision to keep thinking that thought. It's a decision to keep choosing that, even if it's a decision that was made unconsciously forever long ago, because it's just so common to think those thoughts because it's become unconscious competence. You're just really good at at thinking those negative thoughts about yourself because you haven't chosen to challenge them. And so the universe, God's source, will never override your free will of how life gets to be for you. So there are people in this world who do not believe in being hard on themselves and shooting themselves, and they're quite successful. And so when you start seeing yourself and experiencing life as being hard, what that does is it's putting on blinders and it's creating what I call a business blind spot because you will never see the possibility of how life gets to rearrange in your favor for ease, for peace, for greater freedom if you are choosing to only focus on being hard and where you quote unquote think you should be or should have arrived or should have achieved by now. Because when you're focusing on the shoulds, you're not even at the starting line. When you're focusing on the shoulds, you're not even in the race. Think about it. If I should be running a marathon, does that actually mean that I have started a marathon? No. If I I could be in a marathon, 
Does that actually mean that I am running a marathon? No. One of my favorite lines is from uh, Pride and Prejudice. And it's when the, the pompous aunt comes like in and she says, I would have been a great pianist had I ever learned. <laughs> and it's like... Well, she never even chose to get into the race, but there's this perception or this idea or this identity that she thinks that she is, but she's not yet because she hasn't even chosen to get in the race to do it. And so when you shoulda, coulda, woulda yourself, you're being hard on yourself based on an illusion of who you think you are, not actually who you are. So check yourself, queen. And if you have a rule that you need to be hard on yourself from the space of shoulds instead of from the space of like holding yourself to a higher expectation and enjoying the challenge and that space, that space of being hard on yourself is where you are actually training for the marathon. You're training for the race. You're preparing yourself. You're preparing your body. You're preparing your business as you are running, doing, putting in the miles. Being hard on yourself from the space of choosing to rise into a challenge that will grow you. That's actually making the choice, signing up for the marathon and then putting in the training hours versus being hard on yourself because of an identity of unworthiness or not deserving or being fundamentally flawed or um, or identity of I shoulda, coulda, woulda. That's not even being in the race. And when you're not even in the race, you're still setting the rules for how the race gets to be. You're still setting the rules for how money, life, business, career gets to be for you. If you have a rule that you have to beat yourself up every time you make a mistake, every time you see your bank account and you're like, it's not where I think it should be, every time you have a launch that fails or experience a failure or have a down day and thus you have a down day where you're not 100% productive doing all your to-do list and you beat yourself up because you should have you should have planned better you should have known that you weren't going to feel 100% that day you didn't that's not even dealing with reality but if you have a rule of how life gets to be when you're shooting yourself meaning you're being hard on yourself for all the shoulds, then life is going to feel hard. The universe, God, source, will never override your free will to decide how life gets to be for you. So what happens is when you're in, instead, if you're not liking life feeling, business feeling hard, then you have an opportunity to then challenge the belief and actually get into the race. And by challenging the belief and getting into the race, what you're doing is you choose, you A, you challenge the belief, is it ultimately true that I have to be hard on myself? Is it ultimately true that I should be, you know, somewhere that I'm not? No, it's not ultimately true because if you should have been, you would have been and you you would be, but you're not. You're where you are right now, and that's okay. To actually get into the race, you have to acknowledge that you're at the starting line. Not in some mythical land of shoulds. 
And so when you see, when you experience the hard, when you experience the challenge, and when you start to experience those feelings of being hard on yourself because of shoulda, coulda, woulda, whatever reason, insert limiting belief here, that is when you get to make a new decision because you have been operating by a past program that's kind of just been on default that says, I'm a high achiever, I should be hard on myself because I have high standards and I want big things and I have big dreams. Just because you have dreams, there is no requirement that struggle is, struggle is not a requirement. Being hard on yourself is not a requirement. In fact, it can be quite a big detriment because beating yourself up prevents you from learning, growing, and finding the opportunity. Beating yourself up puts the intention back on you versus the intention on who you're intending to serve. Beating yourself up and being hard on yourself against the shoulds keeps you from actually stepping up to the starting line and getting in the race. You choose to get into the race when you choose and decide to make a new decision of how life gets to be for you. So here is my process. When I catch myself in a moment of being hard on myself, not hard because I set a goal that I'm like, oh, I'm excited about this challenge. There's a difference between being hard on yourself out of shame and guilt and being hard on yourself because you are excited, joyful, courageous accepting of a challenge. It is a completely different vibration and frequency. The vibration of courage is a tipping point vibration that vibrates into higher states of higher elevated emotional states of love and acceptance and joy and peace. And so it is, some, it is courageous to choose consciously to enter the marathon. It is courageous consciously to choose to do that thing that scares you, that you your gut says you need to lean into, that your gut says this would be a good idea to lean into, even if it feels scary. That is where you feel the vibration of courage. When you're feeling the vibration of being hard on yourself from a state of blame, shame, or guilt, that is a low, low, low vibration. That is where you become very dense and things do feel very hard because you are literally in this 3D realm becoming more matter instead of more energy. When you elevate your vibration to courage, you are actually changing the way that your cells operate to being on a higher level of frequency and vibration where you are more energy and less matter and thus time can collapse. Time can speed up. But if you're actually being hard on yourself from the shoulda, coulda, woulda standpoint and... You're being hard on yourself from the emotions of guilt and shame and blaming yourself. You are actually physiologically changing your vibration to being at a denser vibration. Shame is one of the densest vibrations to operate on. So thus things don't speed up. Things feel slow. Things feel hard. Why? Because you are actually physically more matter. And so it literally, you are actually more hard because you are more solid because of the emotions. I highly recommend on Gaia watching Rewired by Dr. Joe Dispenza. So 
when you feel the feelings of hard and you feel the shame and the guilt of not being where you think you should be, that is when you have the opportunity to notice, to recognize, to see yourself and say, okay, all right, now I'm recognizing that I am consciously choosing to make this hard because I'm consciously in a state of operating from the emotions of shame and blame and guilt, even if the blame is directed at yourself, that I'm choosing to make this hard on myself, that I'm choosing to be hard on myself. So instead of taking that as a sign of being a failure, take that or as a sign that that's just how it's going to be, take that as a sign that you now have a new choice to make. You have the choice where you get to rearrange how life gets to be for you. Now, I'll give you a practical example. So a practical example, when my dad died back in January, I was supposed to be giving a master class. And like literally three days later. And I thought, yeah, I'm tough. I'm strong. I can do this. I can totally do this. And I ended up having a scheduling mistake. And I had thought it was scheduled for 9 a.m. my time. And it turned out it was scheduled for 6 a.m. my time, which I never would have agreed to. And because of that scheduling mistake, I felt so bad. I tend, I always wake up early anyways, but I woke up around like 6.30 to like messages from this uh, partner who I was partnering to come in and teach a masterclass for her community. I felt awful. And because of working on rearranging this belief on being hard on myself in the past four years ago, God, when I first started my business, I would have beaten myself to shit for making that mistake. I would have been so hard on myself. And instead, because my maybe it was because my dad had just passed or the work that I've put in over the past four years, I was like, I am giving myself so much grace right now. The My partner completely understood And she was very generous with that. And we just rearranged a time for three months in the future to shift the class, to change it. Had I been hard on myself, what what good would that have done? What actual good would that have done? Instead, I by making that choice and choosing to see that that mistake as everything is working out in my favor and divine timing, that that mistake actually became a very profitable masterclass for me and for my strategic partner to be able to connect and bring in more people because I taught from that space of authenticity, of of really allowing yourself to see things from a space of faith instead of from a space of fear. That was literally like one of my teaching points and I exemplified and taught it in a very meta way by having by making that mistake so I chose instead I made a new choice instead of the choice to be hard on myself I gave myself a full 90 seconds of beating myself up (laughs) I still I still allowed for that and then after those full 90 seconds I took a very big deep breath had a really good cry and gave myself some massive self-forgiveness because I was going through an incredibly tough time and 
I and choosing to give myself forgiveness, choosing to give myself grace, that was entirely a choice. Choosing to also hold space to allow the emotions of hardness to process, to to allow the emotions of shame and guilt to move up the emotional scale and to have the courage to say, hey, how about we reschedule? Is it okay if we reschedule? In the past four years ago, when I first started my business, had I done that, I would have been so ashamed I wouldn't even gone back. I would have made up this whole story of how they obviously will never want to work with me because I'm not professional and blah, blah, blah. And here's all these reasons why blah, blah, blah. And certain self-limiting beliefs. I would have made up a complete and total bullshit story that would have been completely judgmental of the other person anyways. That's what happens when we make up stories that are rooted in shame and guilt We make up shitty stories about other people that are completely putting our judgments on them as to how we think that they are. Like, had I made up the story that I would have made up four years ago, it would have gone something like this. Oh, she thinks I'm this, this, and that because of this. And so she's never going to want to work with me, which basically is a story that's saying that this person that I had chosen to be a strategic partner with was not a forgiving, graceful, amazing human being. It was that she's going to judge me. She's going to, you know, not want to bring me in her. It was, it would have been a completely shit story of judgment of the other person. Instead, I chose to ditch that story because that was bullshit. Choose to take an act of courage. Say, hey, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm willing to do this again if you are willing to have me. And saying, I completely owning, I fucked up. I thought I was stronger than I was and I was not. And owning that and then allowing for her to say yes or no. If she had said no, I would have completely understood and said, I, believe me, I get it. But she said yes and I came back and I did an amazing masterclass for her because I chose instead of beating myself up to choose into the belief that everything is working out in my favor in divine timing. The same was true just recently, just this past week. We had a a silly scheduling snafu. Spike uh, is a coach on Skills Hub and which is for – many types of coaches, but he does a lot of voiceover coaching for people who just need a few minutes to prepare for an audition or a job. And he had thought he'd put it in at a different time. And it turned out he put it in at like 3 p.m. Normally we'll put coaching times in in earlier for our U.S. clients. And he put it in uh, at a later time. And he ended up having a coaching client at that time that he wasn't even planning on. But somebody booked in at that spot at, I don't know what time it was for them, but it was like three o'clock our time, which is pretty late if you're in the States. But it worked out perfectly. It actually worked out better because he made the mistake. And so every time he could have been hard on himself and saying, oh, dang, I didn't do that. And that's why da 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 and made up a whole story. But he didn't. And that's the thing is that when you catch yourself in a state where you feel like you're going to be hard on yourself, take that, remove yourself from the space, look at how you're thinking. Imagine like you're instead of being in the moment of being hard on yourself, immediately put yourself in the audience seat of the movie of your life. 
Immediately remove yourself, like visually do this. Remove yourself from where you are, sit yourself in the audience seat, watch the movie and say, man, that girl or that woman, that guy needs to give, cut himself some slack and give himself some br- a, a break, give himself some grace. It doesn't mean that you don't set high expectations for how you show up. It doesn't mean that you don't use it to learn. But actually, by being hard on yourself, it prevents you from learning and growing from the mistake, from the from the experience. It prevents you from seeing the opportunity in it because you're so busy being mired in guilt and shame. Guilt and shame. There is no growth in guilt and shame. Personal growth and personal development happens when you move into looking at what can evolve. How can I evolve from this? And basically, how can you evolve up the emotional ladder from guilt and shame into a state of courage, into a state of acceptance, love, forgiveness, gratitude, even peace? So now I choose whenever I'm in a state of like I catch myself in a state of hardness of of being hard on myself, I immediately put myself in that movie theater seat watching the movie of my life, look at myself with like compassion and choose to say, okay, how does this get to be for me? How do I get to reevaluate how life gets to be? What new decisions do I get to make? What new choices do I get to make? What maybe do I need to delegate? What can I learn from this experience? How can I become better? How can I make my business better because of this experience? How can I make sure this doesn't happen again? That is where you get the learning. That is where you get the growth. Being hard on yourself when you're in a state of guilt and shame, there's no learning and growth coming from there. It's only when you move up the emotional vibrational scale scale, the actual scale, into a state of acceptance of what happened. So you're accepting that you signed up for the race and you're choosing to move forward one mile at a time. That is how you eliminate this big, gigantic business blind spot that I see so many high achievers have because we've just conditioned ourselves with plagiarized programming that being hard on ourselves makes us effective. Is that ultimately true? If you can find multiple examples of successful humans who choose consciously to no longer be hard on themselves, who choose to accept the choices that they make, to see the results, to analyze whether or not they like the results, to make new choices based on those results and move forward, That is how you remove yourself from being in that stuck state of everything feeling hard because you're in a state of guilt and shame to actually being able to build traction and quantum leaping your progress. Because the more you move up the emotional vibration scale, the more you move into greater states of courage, acceptance, gratitude, love, joy, peace, the more energy you become, the more energy your body gets infused with, and the more you are able to then quantum leap and expand time. Time does not respond linearly like it does in the 3D. So the more matter you become, the more 3D you become. That's where time 
gets to be linear, where things feel longer, where where things feel harder, versus the more you move up your emotional vibration scale to choosing to see things through the eyes of courage. That is a question that I ask myself when I'm feeling like I'm being hard on myself. How, what, how can I choose to see myself differently? How can I choose to see myself through the eyes of grace? How can I choose to see this experience through the eyes of forgiveness and through the eyes of love? I'm willing to see things differently. The only thing that you need to change in order to change is your willingness to see things differently. If you're willing to see yourself differently instead of being, and if you're willing to see your strategy, because that's what it is. It's a subconscious strategy of being hard on yourself. If you're willing to see your strategy of being hard on yourself as, as seeing something differently, what would you change? What would you change that would actually make you feel good or at least better than you are? Or at least into a state of courage? At least. So... Instead of being hard on yourself, how can you choose to see your choices through the eyes of courage? So if this episode served you, let me know. Take a screenshot of it and share it in your stories on your Facebook or in your Instagram. And make sure to tag me at Kimberly.Spencer and at Crown Yourself Now. I love seeing your breakthroughs, your takeaways, your ahas. Like I literally live and breathe breakthroughs every moment of every day. And from that... If this episode served you, let me know. Drop me a DM. I love being in conversation with you. So I love you so much. Thank you so much for choosing to see yourself through a bit more grace and being able to hold yourself to a higher standard of choosing to move forward faster by actually choosing to no longer be hard on yourself should that be the choice make your decision. As always, own your throne, mind your business because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at Crown Yourself Now or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.